You are listening to Booch News with Ian Griffin, a podcast all about kombucha. I'm happy today to talk to somebody I first met five years ago in May 2019, Douglas Nelson, the founder of Moss Beach Kombucha, which is just south of the city of San Francisco on the Pacific coast. And in Booch News, there's a profile and a podcast interview where I visited Douglas in person. Today we're on the phone. Hi, Douglas. Hi. Hey. So the reason I wanted to connect with you again is I, I saw the news that you've moved on. You closed your kombucha company after I think you started in 2017, so about six years. So um, the original podcast, you talked about your background in theater and cooking, uh, culinary arts, and how it was a new project for you after culinary school in 2016. So what's the story today? How, how, how did you come to the decision to, to move on? Uh, market forces. Um, I, uh, uh, we actually made it just to seven years, just, uh, just uh, January, kind of January of 17, January of 24. And... Um, yeah, it was market forces. Uh, in um, in the spring of '23, Safeway and uh, Whole Foods, my two biggest customers, took me and several of my peers off the shelf as the kombucha market uh, shelf as the kombucha shelf shrank. So I just figured that's eh, as good a signal as any to move on, and so that's what I did. Okay. I mean, I do remember uh, when we talked, I, I live in the north end of the Bay Area in Vallejo, and mm-hmm. I, I think we talked at the time about your distribution didn't quite go that far, but I definitely remember seeing you on the shelves at Safeways and also at, like, the Berkeley Bowl, which is a well-known natural food yeah. emporium, Berkeley. And so you had a pretty healthy distribution. But you mentioned that Safeway and Whole Foods uh, – took you off together with other brands as the, mm-hmm. with the market forces, as the market shrank. Uh, do you have any insight into, uh, was spring of 2023 a turning point for what reason? Was it fallout from the pandemic? I do, or? I, I do, I, I don't know. I had noticed um, just in walking around the markets uh, that, that, you know, other functional beverages were coming on in and I knew that uh, that decision would be, coming along, and it did, um, and I was just in that middle ground. I'm not small, and I'm not big, um, so, uh, you know, big enough for a footprint that I need to support, and uh, small enough to not make the cut in uh, in those corporate decisions, and um, so, so totally understandable uh, why, uh, you know, they decided that I wasn't one that made it, but... Um, uh, yeah, so I, I, I don't know anything more than that, than, but those are my assumptions of that it was um, just a, a matter of uh, my volume and velocity that, that got me yeah, off the shelf but, there. And so, I mean, one question I've got is, would you have been able to sustain your business if you'd have just sort of downsized and sold maybe to the Berkeley Bowl and, you know, many kombucha companies around the country, around the world, much smaller ones. You said you weren't small enough, but there are smaller ones where it's kind of, I call mom-pa operations. They 
they sell in farmers markets at the weekend and, and they make a living that way. Was it what, uh, what was preventing you? To I, kind I, of didn't, I, I wasn't really interested in that, that level. Um, it, uh, and, and I, you know, the, the, the rent, the rent that I had to pay wasn't going down. So, um, okay. you know, the amount, the amount of work that it took to, you know, the, the amount of work it takes to do a hundred gallons versus a thousand gallons, the difference isn't that much. And the amount that the real estate costs is zero difference, except I couldn't, you know, I would have to move and find a smaller place, but it's still, it's too expensive. I mean, I, I, you know, I, I was not in a, a, a low rent district anyway. So that, uh, and, 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 and we're not the sort of industry that uh, lends itself to the cottage food industry because of the fermentation. Mm-hmm. So I can't do it right. from home. Right. You need, you need, a, you need a, a, a reasonable a size. Kitchen. Yeah, yeah a, a commercial kitchen, right. Right. Well, well, you know, it's it's. Uh, I take your point about your fixed costs, the rent, and so on. Were you at the time I called by to see you in 2019? I seem to remember you had at least one other guy there working, uh, doing the bottling, canning, mm-hmm, or the bottling. Mm-hmm. Sorry. What? Yep. How, how many people were you employing at the time? Was it just you and a couple of helpers? It was or? just me. It was me. It was me and two other guys. Okay. Yeah. Okay. And, and, a, and a small. so, yeah, you, you, so you were on the small scale, it's a small side. Yeah. And, and so I, I'd like to ask, and again, this is, this, you, you can share this or not, is financially, had you funded this like completely with your own resources? Did, did you have commercial loans to repay or how would you manage to scale up? Yes, yes, and yes, yes. And, yeah, yes to both, um, and so you know I do have some loans that I'm still going to be paying off for a little bit. So it was not a money making scheme, that's for sure. Oh, so um, you you, you, know, so you, you did take out loans as you as you funded the business then? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Well, let's just switch to now. I mean. I get the impression just from your uh, demeanor, so to speak, is you're kind of uh, you're okay about the fact you're no longer making kombucha. When we spoke originally, you shared that you'd moved out of background in both theater and culinary into this as a, as a mm-hmm. sort of a running your own show. What What are you doing now? What's your future plans? Mentoring for money. I um, I coach. I'm a coach. Life coach. Um, and okay. that really that kind of just pulls pretty much everything I've done in my life all into one little place and it it suits me and I'm you know I'm uh it doesn't take it, it, it's a it's a you know there's no overhead there's uh uh it, it just it, it it's what I don't know it's what I'm made for it, I'm, it, I'm much more comfortable in this space than I was I, basically as a kombucha manufacturer I was an artist who pretended to be a businessman as opposed to a businessman who had a, uh, a good product, you know, I mean, I, I, you know, it was easy for me to make, make the sellable stuff, but running a business was not 
really my personality and what 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 I wanted. You know, what I, I didn't really enjoy that part of it. And what I'm doing now, I'm really enjoying. I'm just helping people. Yeah. Are you, are you still, uh, like I do, making enough kombucha at home that you drink it yourself? Or, I mean, you haven't thrown away every last gobi, have you? I'm still, I am still working down some bottles I took home. And as they age out, they just get better. And as they turn to vinegar, I just dilute them and enjoy. I will enjoy that for the next... I don't know, six months, and then when I run out of that, I'll start making it again. Yeah. And, and what happened to the uh, equipment? I mean, I remember, you know, a, a relatively compact. Oh, you auctioned it off? Yep. Okay, so there is a yep, market but, out there for, for other kombucha brewers looking online. Uh, well, they can, other, other, you know, I mean, there's uh, – it wasn't just kombucha. It was just whoever. I just used a um, – um, commercial auction house, and they got rid of it for me. Okay, okay, okay. Um, well, this is this is very, uh, in a way, it's sobering. But I don't think you're alone in the sense that, um, um, obviously, this is an industry that um, has attracted people who are experimenting, if you like. And it sounds like this this was the first small business you had been. The sole proprietor, all right. Previously, no, I working. had a, I had, I had another. Uh, uh, I, I had, I had, I had a, um, a music studio when I was younger. Um, I'm a musician also, and I'd done a few albums and sort of had amassed enough to um, help others in that regard. So I did have a, a, a mobile music studio for a while, but. Uh, Again, yeah. I'm an artist who who had some resources to put together a thing that could serve a population, and uh, you know, not a businessman. Right. So, what if if we had to like wrap this up? What would be your kind of counsel? You said you do life coaching, but if you were, if I was, I don't manufacture my own kombucha. I just make my own homebrew. But if you if what words of wisdom would you share with other small producers uh, around the world or in the U.S.? Um, well, is it- if, you need, if you need to make it work for money, make sure that either you are or have a business person that is a partner that's all in. Um, I, never, I never found my, my counterpart. Um, and it's hard when you're the visionary and you have, you know, the artistic. You know, I was lucky enough to to, to be able to self-fund, even, you know, partially with debt, but um, um, have my own thing going um, without accountability to outside, um, without being beholden to anybody else. On the flip side, um, if you're not a business person and you need it to make money, get a business person. Um, yeah, I guess, that's, yeah. That's, that, that, that's my only, that's my only real, that was, that was my biggest limiting factor in the whole thing. Uh, you know, and the, the business person that helps with the finance, both, both in the procurement of finance and management of it, as well as the, the marketing and, um, 
uh, and rollout of marketing and sales. The branding part is part of the uh, the artistic thing, which I did fine with, but the rollout uh, that that meat and potatoes kind of just getting the stuff done. Um, whatever you know, here's the advice: whatever you're missing in your own self. There's a whole lot that needs to go into a business, not just doing the thing. Doing the thing for some of us is the easy part. Um, but there's all of the rest of the stuff of building that business that um, some people are given a pretty well-balanced portfolio in their personality and background to get the thing done. But make sure you know what things that you're not good at and mitigate those. Find a partner. Find a way to, um, uh, to mitigate your own weaknesses. So when you do your SWOT analysis uh, and you're looking and you're able to be honest about your own weaknesses, find a way to deal with those weaknesses. Right. And so you're being the artistic, uh, theater-trained, creative, lover of kombucha, what you're saying is, and I take this as, you know, again, I'll say again, as a, an avid home brewer, I love kombucha, but what you're saying is that's not enough. If somebody out there thinks they just make the best kombucha, but they don't have the, the, the head to do the finance, the marketing. Well, and go out they, there, they go out there and take, yeah, go out there and taste the competition. You know, if you've got a big ego and you think yours is better than everybody else, great. If you think you're good enough to compete, that's sort of where I was. I felt like I was good enough to compete. There were, uh, I had no judgments. Uh, there were some that I liked and some that I didn't. But that's uh, if, you, uh, if you've got that, find um, in the building the business plan, find out what you're, what you're weak at and, um, and be honest with yourself. Be honest with yourself about what you can't do. Because what you can do kind of comes naturally. Yeah. Yeah. That, that's great advice, Douglas. And um, I, I'm glad to hear that you, you know, you auctioned off the, the contents of the brewery. You, you got out of the lease, presumably, for the, the building. And, and now you're a, a solo entrepreneur doing life coaching. Well, it, it's been fantastic talking with you. And, and good luck um, in the next phase of your life. All right. Thanks. Great talking to you. Thanks for listening to Booch News. For more about kombucha, please visit boochnews.com.